What we've got here is... I just saw this movie! So what is the I Just Saw This Movie podcast? This is the first episode. I want it to be a very different type of movie review. I want it to be very relaxed. I hope it to be very entertaining to you guys. So I'm going to tell you real quick what the hell this is. It might include stories of going to the theater or with friends or something. This one probably will not. Uh, they will all be uncut, uncensored, and will be filled with spoilers because I want to talk about the story elements, whether they're good or whether they're bad. And this will be brutally honest. I don't give a rat's ass. I feel like people need honesty. And I'm going to give it to them. And I'm going to give it to them. So there's you know, their uncut aspect. <laughs> I feel like having it uncut is more of a, a transparent thing with you guys. It feels like you know I'm right next to you talking to you type of deal. So I'll try to contain jokes and be entertaining and all that and be funny. And I uh, might include some personal rewrites or choices that I felt like could have been changed. I don't think I have really anything for John Wick 2 here. But also I might you know, rarely do like TV shows. Mostly this will be like for movies. So I hope this to be around like 20 minutes-ish. But uh, let's get into this, shall we? So before I get into John Wick 2, I want to talk about the original John Wick, which is pretty much a 10 out of 10 for me. I mean, God, I want to see the dog getting killed, but man, John Wick was fucking incredible. I love Keanu Reeves. Who doesn't, man? That guy is so likable with the Matrix films or pretty much any film he does. Like, oh man, I want to see that movie. But Keanu Reeves just fucking nailed it out of the park for the original John Wick. It was just absolutely incredible. Great action, great direction, great cinematography. Everything was pretty much in camera. Everything was like long take. Everything, like I said, right there is included in John Wick 2. There's long takes. There's fucking in-camera. You see fucking Keanu Reeves beating ass and everything you can see. Do you know how much that's appreciated and, like, undervalued nowadays? Everything is so fucking handy cam and, like, you can't fucking see a thing. Everything is so cut together real quick. It's like, it's like, can we fucking slow it down? Can we actually see what's going on here? I'm so sick of all the just bullshit action films that are coming out with these ridiculous car chases and sequences. John Wick 2 and John Wick never had that shit. It was all realistic. It was also badass. And that was the thing about the whole ordeal of the John Wick universe. I just praise the stunt work. I, I, I God damn, I'm so fucking sick of CG and action films. So I want to talk about the story. John Wick 2 could have easily been like a, a Taken 2. It could have been, I need to hunt my brother's cousin. I need to get the revenge of his death. But it, it, it does that for like the first 10 or 15 minutes. And then it changes the direction of the story, which thank fucking God. I appreciate that so much. How many times can you do the same movie over and over again? This film is different. It's like John has this marker of this one guy. It's, it's, it's really cool to see how this whole world works. Okay. It goes from like, oh, wow, that's interesting until the very end. You're like, what? So I'm going to talk about the beginning here first, this, this marker. So like, how did John have his job? How do you work as a hitman? And it's really cool that they kind of explore this idea in this underworld of John Wick. And this Italian guy, I guess, was his like boss. But I guess because John Wick came back in the game for the first one, I guess he kind of owes his boss a favor for this marker, and then he can get out again. So he's kind of like blackmailing him. Oh, it's a fucking perfect way to do the story. And this Italian guy wants to kill his sister. And I guess it's revealed later on in the film that if he kills his sister, 
he gets like all of New York, some kind of you know, territory shit. I guess his sister's in charge and he wants to be in charge type of deal. And so he kind of blackmails John to do this job. And John does the job. And it, it's a really weird scene. First of all, the lady's like really gorgeous. She's a nice little old woman. Old woman probably being, you know, 45 or 50. I don't know. But uh, she's like, I will not, I will not, <laughs> I will not take, I will not let you take my life. I will cut my wrist and throw it in a tub. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? So she like, she cuts her wrists like, and you like see it for the most part. And they cut away. I'm like, okay, ugh, that's a little gross. And she lays in the tub and you know, she's talking to John the whole time. And then she kind of dies. And instead of like John, like checking her pulse or anything, John just like shoots her in the head. And of course, John doesn't have a silencer. So I think common comes over. And they have a little exchange. Really took really quick talk about Common. Common, I don't know, he was alright. It seems like every movie he's in, he kind of just does the same expression. At least when he does the villains, he's like, ugh. You know, it's like, I have to look badass. I'm just going, ugh. Um, I think Common's alright. I think he's a decent rapper. I, I don't know how I feel about musicians crossing over into acting, especially if they haven't done any acting before. But, I don't know, he, Common, he had, he had great writing for his role. And uh, the actual part in the later in the film where he's stabbed, as I uh, hit myself in the chest to give myself a little, you know, acting, uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> Common's, like, stabbed in the chest, but it's also, I forget if it was before or after. I want to say it was after. No, it wasn't. It was before. It was kind of the foreshadowing in, in the future of Lawrence Fishburne's character. I'm just going to call him Morpheus. Fuck it. Morpheus in the film talking with John about how John gave him a choice where he like cut him up at the neck and told him to hold his hand there and if he moved his hand to shoot John when he was running away he was gonna die so it's either kill John and die or hold your hand there and let John go the same exact thing for for Common so he stabs Common right like in the middle of the chest or like an artery or whatever and he tells him if he moves it he's gonna bleed to death or bleed out so it's almost the same exact thing. That's pretty much great writing. However, I, I have some issues with the, the script I'm going to talk about later. I felt like it just could have used one more polish. It's it's just very minute things. But Common was... Mm, he was all right. I, I, he really played off well the writing. If the writing sucked, it would have been even worse. I really like this one scene. Like, when they're... They had a nice little fight, him and John. They're fighting all over the place. And Rome? Yeah, it's Rome. And they're falling downstairs and they're going everywhere. And then they fall through this glass and it ends up in a hotel where it's, you know, safe ground. It's not supposed to do anything. And then they kind of stare at each other and they have a drink. <laughs> Once again, I think the best action sequence for this film is the one in the middle, the midpoint, just like it was for the previous movie. It is the concert and the previous movie was the club. So when John Wick went in the club, shot everybody, it all looks so gorgeous and he was badass and then it goes from you know this little like uh, like saw or saw the spa <laughs> uh, the sauna i was gonna say saw and spawn i kind of combine the words and then it goes into the club and then it goes out of the club this one it starts off like kind of like an area where the concert is and then it goes onto the stage and it goes into the crowd and it goes like in this underground tunnel it's all awesome i, I can't praise the action enough you know this headshot headshot and, you know, he's flying everywhere. The choreography is fucking amazing. And there's more knife play in this movie this time around, which I really appreciate them mixing it up. So, I, oh, man, they did such a great job. So that, I think, it movie went up from like a 7 to an 8. 
around then. But uh, yeah, man, John Wick 2, it just it did a great job of continuing the mise-en-scene, the storytelling of the first. It captures the aesthetics, the cinematography, like the neon lights in places, like the, the, the concert, you know, just like, you know, the club. It's just a beauty to look at. And it had the humor, just like the first one, and it has that charm, man. It has the, it's it's mostly in that writing and that cinematography, but it's the, pretty much the only two movies that makes me want to visit New York because I want to be like a part of, of of this world. So I do want to talk about a couple of the missed parts for me. Uh, the first one is the dog. They have like, like an American bulldog or a pit bull, or whatever the dog is, and you might as well not have had that dog. I felt like it was just like. It was kind of just like, you know, homage, but it was, it was kind of like playing off the first one. Like, oh, he's got a dog. No, because they put like the dog in like a lot of promo items. And I was like, oh, shit, the dog's going to have a lot of like say in this movie. He's going to have a lot of, you know, parts and action, and a lot of part of the plot. And the dog, uh, I'll tell you right now, like barely in the movie. He's in the beginning. And then they go to the hotel, you know, like the hotel from the first film. And then he tells the dog to stay. The dog doesn't have a name. He just calls it dog and boy. <laughs> I guess he doesn't want to be attached to it or something in case it, you know, dies. But it's just like, it, it, and I think it's the end of act one that the dog stays in the hotel in New York. And then John Wick goes to Rome, I think for like the whole act two. And he comes back in act three and the dog has one appearance and then that's it. And then the dog's at the end and it runs away with him. It's like the, the dog's like barely in it. So... Honestly, it probably would have been better if he even they even had the dog. Because, I mean, come on, realistically. That's another thing about this film. I guess it's kind of, like, less realistic than the previous one. Like, John's getting hit by cars, and it's, like, no effect on him at all. I would like him to be like just a little bit more like, oh, fuck, you know, getting up after. And then it's, like, when he gets hit by a car in this film, he's just, oh, he gets up, and then boom, 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 he's fine, you know? It's almost like Fast and the Furious. Do not do Fast and the Fucking Furious. Please, do not do Fast and the Furious. But... It's just like, uh, it, it, it's it's kind of cringing and kind of stretching the realism a little bit. And by having a dog staying in New York for like at least a couple days by itself, just sitting there in the lobby with uh, the one dude from The Wire, which I love. Okay, that's another thing I want to talk about. So the dog is just kind of like, this, just like a, hey guys, audience. I don't know really what uh, device uh, it's called right now at the top of my head. It's like fucking in the morning for me. I, I can't think at all. And um, the, the hotel and the dude from The Wire, uh, I felt like that was just another, you know, homage. It wasn't really, like, used well or used well enough. I felt like, oh, man, we're going to see the hotel again. We're going to see that guy. I really love that guy. And we really didn't see him much at all, which is a good thing. But it, I don't know. It, you don't want to do too much of the same. But at the same time, just like, I want to see more of that guy because he was, like, really well. And there's another thing. John Lezagama, where he pronounced his last name. The fucking fantastic underrated actor. He gets like two scenes in this movie. One of them involves like talking to John with his car. He had a really great character in the first movie. And he's like barely used here at all. I don't know. I don't get it. And speaking of characters that was kind of disappointing me. I found that Morpheus. Man, you have fucking Keanu Reeves and Lawrence Fishburne in a movie together. This is almost like, uh, what's that film called? Righteous Kill or some shit with uh, De Niro and Pacino. They're in Heat together. Fucking incredible film. They're in Righteous Kill together. Bad. 
this movie's not like that. It's not. It's not bad, but it's it's still disappointing. I'm like, oh, I'm waiting for this moment. I'm waiting for this 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 spark. This and I think that the script fell short with their their chemistry and their exchanges and the whole point of having Morpheus in there as like this homeless guy, but he's not homeless. He's like rich as shit. But uh, I I felt like maybe he could probably have not been in the film. Obviously, I want him in, but it's just like he was in there once again, just as like, um, hey, audience, look at here. And maybe just to get asses in seats, too. But I don't know. I felt like he could have done more or something. I don't know. I just I felt like it felt flat just a little bit for me. I mean, it was all right, but I felt like it should have been great like the first film was. I don't know. But the ending, I want to talk about the fucking ending. Uh, so the Italian guy, he... Wick is hunting him the whole time. And he's at that New York City hotel. And there are rules. You can't fucking break the rules. The rules are no business on hotel grounds. But what's Wick do? He doesn't give a fuck, kills him. I was like, yeah. I was like, oh shit, what are the repercussions for this though? And so they go in this park. It's actually a reminiscent to the park where, uh, what's her face? Adriana Paletti. I don't know, the really good looking chick. She's from Toledo. Hey. Um... She's from uh, Toledo, and she gets killed. Well, not from you know in the movie, but she gets killed like in the park. I think it might have been like Central Park or something, like under a bridge. But they're in the same area. I'm like, oh shit, is John gonna get killed right now? But he talks to the guy and he tells him he's been excommunicado. I'm like, okay, great. And then so like, John like runs away with the dog, and apparently the whole world has a contract on because in this film. The Italian guy, to save his ass, puts a contract out to every hitman in New York City. And you, there's like like a, a third, a quarter of the population is like hitmen. <laughs> it's crazy. It might have been too much. Like you see like this this really heavy set like Asian guy. And you're like, this guy's funny looking. And then he's a fucking hitman. And John's doing fisticuffs with him. He's like battling him and all kinds of shit. I'm like, What? And there's there's so many of them. I, I kind of appreciate it because it was different. I think I mostly appreciate the cinematography and the adventurous tone that it had. It was going all over the place. It was like an underground mall. I, I love that shit. But it was just going like everywhere, like parks and plazas. And uh, John was like fighting off all these, these hitmen trying to cash in a $7 million contract from the Italian guy. And it might have been a little bit too much, but at the same time, I really fucking loved it. But the, the part that went too much was the ending in the park when the, the owner of the hotel, or he's the manager, I guess, is talking with Keanu, John, and he's like, oh, John's like, what kind of repercussions to my face? And he goes, excommunicado. And it sets up for the next film to be like the world is hunting John instead of just the New York City hitman. Or I should say hitmen. Did I say hitman or hitmen? Doesn't matter. But it, it you know, reminded me of the Dark Knight. Which, oh, I said, no, I me. And I'm like, oh, no. But ends like, oh, no, I want to see the next film. This film's like, uh, do I want to see the next film? Every sequel is supposed to be, you know, bigger and bigger and bigger. That's how you up a sequel. It goes for the Rocky films. You know, Alien and Aliens. What do you do with the one alien? You put in more aliens. What do you do for Rocky? You you, you give him a bigger and badder opponent. This next John Wick. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see it. I'm going to support it. Hell, I might even uh, buy a ticket to see John Wick 2 again. 
because I want to support the film. Like the other uh, original film barely made, like I think it made like 3 million more or something. No more than like 20 million more of a budget. Like that ain't much money. And I'm really glad that they gave a sequel to it. This one is just, I'm going to give it probably like a 7 or 8. Uh, I'd probably give it a 7. The first one I give pretty much a 10. And it's no less than like an 8 or 9 to be honest with you. I'd probably give it a 10 though. I loved it so much. This one, uh, I don't know. It, that, that ending, man. That ending. But I, I, I will look forward to John Wick 3. I, you guys, you have to fucking support films like this with the, the fucking non-handy cam, non-fucking ridiculous car chase, CGI, over-the-top, cut, 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 cut. Everything's long takes. Beautiful fucking action. My God. And Keanu Reeves is great. So, 7 out of 10 for this guy. I fucking liked it a lot. Thought it was good. Didn't think it was great. And, man. I am worried about John Wick 3, though. Alright, guys. That's it. Thanks for watching. Catch you on the next one.